Hey, Giant Builders. Today, we're going to talk about health and how we can make choices to make our body healthier. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is the Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Hey, Giant Builders. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, I also want to let you know that I have been working really hard to get the giant builders on all the social medias. So I hope you will join us there and like and follow and do all that stuff, except TikTok. I haven't figured that one out yet, but if it becomes important, I'll figure it out. But right now, not TikTok. So any of the others, we're there. So follow along. So today's guest is Barbara Wash, and we met on Facebook. And um, so Barbara, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Okay, um, I'm actually a board certified master health coach, and um, I wasn't always a health coach or into anything health related until I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And that changed everything for me. That diagnosis, um, scariest thing ever, not going to diminish that in any way, shape or form. But um, through that experience, um, I learned a lot of things because um, when they gave me the diagnosis, I was really shocked because I didn't have a, a family history of breast cancer. Um, and anyone who um, um, is diagnosed with cancer will know that there's a big rush to get into treatment immediately because there's a lot of fear associated with the disease, of course. And so um, for a lot of personal reasons, I couldn't really... Um, agreed to going through conventional treatment, but instead I really had to step back and pause and reevaluate what was going on, um, what I was facing, what it meant, just processing really. Um, and I happened to be a Christian, so I did a lot of prayer. And through that time of prayer, I did a lot of research and I discovered some amazing stuff. I, I discovered the power of the immune system. I discovered the power of nutrition. And I discovered how if you put those two things together, you can actually jumpstart a revolution inside of your whole body. And so um, that's what I decided to do. I, I opted out of conventional treatments and um, I ended up overcoming breast cancer without surgery, radiation or chemo. And now I'm seven years cancer free um, and uh, super exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> And now that's what I do. I just, um, that, that was actually the catalyst for me becoming a health coach because through, as I went through that journey, I kept learning some amazing things. Like I would, I would research something, I would figure out how to apply it to my situation. I would implement whatever it was and my body would, would respond. I started feeling really good. Incidentally, um, when I was diagnosed, I had just entered menopause and I was one of those lucky girls who packs on the pounds when you hit menopause, had that menopausal middle and all that fun stuff. But as I changed everything, I detoxified my body, all of that weight melted off by itself without really trying, which was like a huge bonus, especially for someone like myself, who was always uh, kind of a junk food junkie yo-yo dieter you name it i was there if it was deep fried and covered in chocolate i was first in line oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> and so um so to have the weight come off and to feel amazing through the process um 
was just incredible to me. And as I learned things and I was going through this process, I kept thinking, why didn't anybody tell me this before? If they had, I am sure that I could have avoided breast cancer completely. So now that's what I do. I, I just really try to help women to, um, to raise some awareness, number one, but number two, um, I try to actually let women know that, you know, you don't have to wait until the doctor hands you a breast cancer diagnosis. You know, I think that I know for myself, I had a kind of a, a misconception that, you know, cancer was this kind of thing. And there was really, it was like the luck of the draw. Like there was nothing that you could really do to circumvent it or prevent it. And so it was something that I didn't really want to think very much about. I mean, really, who wants to think about that seriously? <laughs> but but what I what I really try to do is help women to um to like become aware of like what's going on in their bodies. Because I know before I was diagnosed, I had struggled with a lot of different things. Um and a lot of things that were seemingly unrelated. Like I had um I was sick a lot. I caught everything that there was. When my son would go to school, he would bring it home and I would catch every, every, every season I would be sick. Um, I had digestive issues. I had, um, sorry if this is too much information. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but I, I, I'm sure that there are many women out there, including me saying, oh yeah, I got that. Got that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I struggled with UTIs. Um, I struggled with constipation. I struggled with rashes. I mean, you name it. I was sick. I was always sick. And I was always running back and forth to the doctor saying, you know, what the heck is going on? You know, and the doctor would run their tests and they say, oh, you know, you're in the range. You're fine. You're fine. And then they would give me a prescription for some kind of antibiotic or something that would help me to alleviate whatever symptom I was experiencing. And weirdly, <laughs> you know, I, I just started to accept that as like a normal fact of life. I started thinking that, you know, while I am getting older and, you know, everybody is getting older and, you know, the body breaks down and, um, you know, geez, just look at all the medications there are commercials for. Everybody's yeah. got something, you know. And so I just I came to accept it that not feeling well was just going to be a normal fact of life. And um, as a result of that, it never, it bothered me, sure. I mean, it wasn't like I was happy about it, but, you know, I just came to a, a state of acceptance over that. And what I found through the whole breast cancer journey is that it's like the best kept secret that you don't have to get older and feel like your body's falling apart. You can actually feel amazing. You can actually have energy like you had when you were 20, even if you're someone like me and you're pushing 60, you know, you don't, you don't have to settle for the status quo of being sick. That's all I could say about that. And you don't have to let it get to the point where your body is in such a, a rundown state that you end up with a breast cancer diagnosis or any, any type of chronic illness illness, a diagnosis of anything like that, honestly. And I'm kind of living proof of that. Strangely, I never, honestly, if you had asked me 10 or well, this is seven years ago, this was but um, if you had asked me 20 years ago, if I would ever be someone who would be advocating for, um, you know, 
maybe taking a look at what you eat, maybe taking a look at, you know, how you, what, you know, what your choices are on a daily basis. I would have said, yeah, right. (laughs) Maybe later I used, I would have, I probably would have said that. So Uh I have to be honest with that, but but my goal is really like to help women so that, you know, they don't get to a point where I was and that they, and help them to actually, you know, jumpstart kind of like a, a metabolic revolution in their bodies so that they can do a lot of things like, you know, um, just feel great, lose, lose some weight, actually, because I know that was something I always struggled with lose weight in an in a healthy way without diets and fads, um, have energy, as I discussed before, feel really, really good in your body and in your clothes, and have confidence, have like, you know, um, you know, unshakable confidence, like in your health, and in the way that you look, even regardless of how old you are, you know? And so that, that's kind of what I'm about. So I know that was more than a nutshell, but that is kind of. That was perfect. (laughs) I do want to overemphasize that we don't have to wait until we're sick to do something. I mean, I truly believe that God gave us our bodies and they're in his creation. They weren't designed to deteriorate and be a burden on us. And it's just, a, it is the choices and the decisions that we make in taking care of our body. So um, I downloaded your PDF, the five things that you wish you had known before. And one of the number four guys took out to me as far as the choices we make matter. What do you think are some of the like top choices that we poorly make? I would have to say... Sorry, it has to do, I'm sorry, people. It has to do with what we choose to eat. Number one, that's the number one. Um, Number two would be water. Do we drink water? And I know that sounds so ridiculously simple, but it's huge. It has a huge impact on your body. I mean, when you look at us physiologically speaking, um, and this is something um, I just last year, I decided to go back to college to get my master's in nutrition because I'm really hoping to like combine all the things that I've learned as a coach and mm-hmm. combine it with the the meta, you know, the physiological aspect of how nutrition works in the body. But, you know, our body is comprised of like something crazy, like it's 98% of our body is made of water. Mm-hmm. And the other really cool thing about water is it is it jumpstarts that detoxification process, which is really, really a big issue because um, when we're, when our body is burdened with a lot of toxicity, which we all are, unfortunately, because we get it in conventionally grown foods, processed foods. Um, sadly to say it's used a lot in pesticides and stuff. Even if you, even if you subscribe to eating, you know, fresh foods, you have to kind of keep beware of the fact that, you know, there's a lot of pesticides that are used today. Um, And what happens is when we ingest those things, it creates like a buildup in the body. And then when we have that kind of buildup, our body has to work extra hard to try to push that stuff out. And um, when we're overburdened with that, that kind of puts us in a position where um, the energy in our body is used to try to remove the toxins, but then it it kind of affects 
how if how strong and how well our immune system works. And that's when you get to a space where you become more susceptible to developing cancer or other illnesses. So a good, a really important way to do that is just to really drink water on a regular basis. And I mean, you may have heard this before, but I, you know, people say to me, well, how much water should I drink? You know, and then you hear, well, you know, eight ounce, eight glasses of water a day, but really it's different for every single person because it's based on your body weight. So like, you know, if you're a person who weighs say a hundred pounds, you would want to drink half of your body weight. That's the goal for everybody, half of whatever your body weight is in ounces. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you'd want to drink 50 ounces of water a day. And some people look at me and their eyes roll back in their heads like, oh my God, I could never drink that much water. <laughs> but I live in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, people people do think that. And to be honest with you, when you do when you do start, if you haven't had water very often, you may experience that. But the, the beauty of that is that what's happening is you're starting to flush out a lot of that stuff that's been building up that you don't see, but it's also stuff that affects um, your skin, your hair. Um, it affects your ability to, um, uh, you know, remove those toxins, but also it helps you to um, um, affect your kidney function which actually has a lot to do with, believe it or not, your circulation. And speaking of circulation, it also oxygenates the body because when we drink a lot of water, it helps the circulation to bring oxygen to every single cell in our bodies. And that's what our bodies will thrive. That's an environment our body will thrive in. So I would say along with the food, we have the water. Um, and then the last bit really, or the, I wouldn't say there's, there's a lot more to it, but if you ask me for my top three, um, stress, stress yeah. management is, <laughs> is like right up there because yeah. when we are stressed, I mean, I never knew this before, but I know it now, you know, when we're stressed, um, our body just shuts down a lot of functions in our, you know, uh, that it would normally run on autopilot. So, when we're stressed, our body wants to kind of pull every resource it can to help us to be ready to defend ourselves um, from whatever impending danger is is perceived. And when that happens, um, it it steals the energy from other body functions so that shuts them down because it figures you don't need that right now. So when you're super stressed, your body feels like you know, oh, we don't need we don't need digestion right now because we need to reserve that energy to fight off whatever the predator is. Um, so your digestion slows down. Um, that means you're you become constipated. You can't release toxins through that other vehicle. Um, the other thing that shuts down is um, um, your immune system effectively turns off. So then you're at risk for getting sick. Um, or developing illnesses if that goes on in a chronic way. And um, um, the other thing that shuts down, or I shouldn't say shuts down, but it kind of messes with your hormonal balance because what happens is your, homo your hormones kind of um, try to reserve energy for, again, having to fight off whatever it thinks that we're going to fight off. And as a result, we get a huge surge of cortisol 
And then what happens is our body will hold on to fats because that's really where it stores energy. So if we're in this con constant state of stress, we're kind of become depleted really quickly. The interesting thing about stress though, is that, you know, our body doesn't look at, like we might look at it and say, well, you know, there's no, there's no bear going to come out and, and attack me right now, but we might be totally stressed about our job, our family, our finances. It could be, um, uh, you know, any, anything that things that you can't like see, but your body still responds to it the same way as it would if, if there was a bear chasing you down the street kind of deal. So, you know, it's important to kind of get that, get that picture in your mind that your body's going to respond to stress, regardless of the magnitude of that stress, the body responds the same exact way, which is why being able to be aware of what your stressors are and finding ways to um, manage that stress become pivotal, you know, if you want to stay healthy and avoid diseases like cancer. Yeah. So how do we fix what we eat? The first place you really want to start is just doing an inventory, quite frankly. I mean, I think it's totally, and I tell my, my coaching client this all, clients all the time, it's not realistic to change everything overnight. It just isn't. It sounds wonderful, but <laughs> it's just not, <laughs> it's not practical and it's not doable. Yeah. So I always tell my clients, you know, you really want to take stock, take a look at what you're eating. Um, evaluate how much fresh food are you eating versus how much food is maybe packaged or processed or convenience foods. Um, and also to take a look at foods that are um, packaged and labeled and marketed as say healthy, like foods that say low fat, foods that say sugar-free, foods that say natural, <laughs> because there's, <laughs> there's a good bet that they may not be. And that's yeah. when um, learning how, if you do eat packaged foods, learning how to really evaluate what's on that ingredients list is becomes super important. The goal is always to, to stay as close to food that's um, um, whole foods that are fresh as you can. And I would say to incorporate as much vegetable content and fruit content into your daily diet as you can. And to really try to swap out, like kind of move away from things that are processed and move more toward things that are fresh. And that's going to be the best bet because those are the foods that are really nutrient dense. I think that's the thing because you know, we could eat something just because we're hungry, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be supplying our bodies with what it really needs, right? Mm -hmm. So if we take the stance that I'm going to totally nourish my body so it can work the way it's supposed to, then you start to go for more of a quality over quantity kind of thing. And then interestingly enough, when you start feeding your body fresh foods with lots of vitamins and nutrients that are just inherently a part of those foods, your body becomes super satisfied. And, you know, there's, it becomes actually energized by what you eat 
and that energy becomes more sustained, mm-hmm. your nutrients really begin to, um, to affect a positive change in your body. And it does cool things too, like feed your microbiome, which is a topic for a whole other podcast episode, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's like, I think in our, I know I was always like this, you know, I, I never really got in my head how connected everything is. And I think that's even true as far as like, um, remember when I mentioned earlier how I was sick all the time and I was always battling all this stuff, you know, all that stuff always seemed really unrelated to me. It just seemed like, oh my gosh, another thing. But when those things start happening, it's like your body is sending up red flags all the time something's happening. It's like, it's like your check engine light has gone on in your car and that's what's happening in your body. It's like the check engine lights are going on and, and the, you know, the tire pressure gauge is going and, you know, stuff is lighting the lighting up on your dashboard because there's a problem, but in the body, nine times out of 10, all that stuff is related and it all comes from the same root place. And cancer's like that too. It all comes from the same root place. So if you can get down to the root and address that thing, then you can really make a revolution in your body where, you know, your body works. It starts firing on all the cylinders the way it's supposed to. It starts to work really optimally. And then what happens is your immune system kicks in, your hormones become balanced, um, your digestion starts working properly, your body gets nourished and, um, you know, amazing things happen for your health physically and mentally. And even, you know, confidence wise, you start feeling like really, really, really good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how any tips or tricks to, let's say you have children still at home or maybe your husband's not into the changing the food items, any tricks on how to get them on board or get them to also join you in eating more healthy? Well, this is interesting. Um, yeah, I do actually. Okay. <laughs> um, cause when I started on my journey, I mean, my husband was super supportive and I had a son at home who at the time was uh, 14. I didn't really expect them to do the things that I were doing. I was doing, even though my husband was super supportive like initially I have to say, I used, I used to have to kind of separate and do some things on my own and I would do some things for them. Um, but you know, if that is the case, what I normally tell like clients is like, well, if you're preparing something, um, and you need to, or you want to incorporate more veg- vegetables and your family maybe isn't quite ready to do that, make a little extra for yourself. And then you can serve them what they would normally do. And then you could serve yourself more higher on the vegetable side than maybe what your family would eat. But interestingly enough, um, my husband has since come around and now like he's, he's totally into it. Like he didn't want to do it initially because he didn't really see why he necessarily had to, but he saw the changes that happened in my body and in my life. And then that kind of encouraged him to, to come alongside even my son, who's he's 22 now just moved out but but he's pretty conscious of that too because what happens is as you make that shift your body starts to become aware of how you start to feel differently like like you're going to feel different if you eat um something that's you know 
high in fat and high in salt and high in sugars. And you're going to feel different if you eat that than if you eat an apple, which also has natural sugar in it, but your, your body's just going to respond differently and you're going to feel different. And that awareness comes in. So back to um, what you can do, like for your family, I, I always tell clients because lots of times they're not, maybe even they themselves, they like the idea of doing this, but they're not really even sure how the heck they would implement that. And so, you know, what do I even do with that? You know, great information. Yeah, I should do it, but I don't know how to do that. And I tell people the way you do it is that you start to make some swaps. So like if you have recipes that your family loves, find you want to start finding healthier ways to prepare those same foods that people love. So like if you were going to make, um, say, a pasta dish or something like that, you know, um, you want to take a look at the types of oils that you're using. So instead of using like um, a hydrogenated oil, like a vegetable oil, you maybe want to make a switch over to like um, extra virgin olive oil um, instead of um, adding um, like white potatoes to your meal, maybe make the switch over to sweet potatoes. And these are like gradual things that you start to implement a little bit at a time. And as they kind of, as you kind of trickle them in, your body starts to enjoy them. You start to enjoy them. People who eat with you also start to enjoy them. And then it's much easier to make the transition. Kind of like when I said in the beginning, it's not practical to say, okay, I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to just throw out everything in my pantry, my refrigerator. That is just not going to happen. <laughs> Even if we have the best intentions, it's totally not going to happen. So, so yeah. So um, that's what I would tell people, you know, you want to gradually kind of switch over and, you know, experiment a little bit. You know, there might be foods out there that you may never have tried. And if you try them, you may be surprised at how good they are, you know. So that's my suggestion. So is there a way to like look up healthier recipes? I mean, there's, are there things that we should put in our search um, I would suggest looking for recipes, if you're going to look like on Pinterest or something like that, you definitely want to look for recipes that kind of can emphasize more vegetables and lean meats and to try to stay away from things that have um, really heavy sauces. And um, I hate to say this because I do love cheese, but cheese, <laughs> try to... <laughs> You're trying oh, to kind no. of move away from cheeses, but there goes my lasagna. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, if you are going to eat cheese, I always tell my clients this too. If you're going to eat cheese, really make the concerted effort to move over to organic dairy, because that's a huge factor. Because I mean, uh, if you can get free range dairy, um, dairy and cheeses that are, um, I think it's RBHT free, and the ones that are raised organically have less um, antibiotics and less questionable um, processing practices. So that would be my my suggestion for people. And you know what? It's also not practical to say that, like, you know, I tell clients this too, you know, we have life, you know, there's birthdays and there's anniversaries and there's dinners and then there's celebrations, you know. The, the goal is to really um, make your make your eating like this, what they call the 80-20 split, 
I don't know if you've heard of that before, but basically that's kind of the goal where like 80% of the time you're making the smartest um, possible choices that are in your control to make. And then there are going to be other times where it's not possible to make those choices. But then then that gets tied into our whole thing about the stress factor. You know, you don't want to get yourself so stressed out that, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to this thing and I'm I'm being so bad and <laughs> and this is going to be terrible, but it won't be like that. You know, once you um once you get a balance of what you're doing, you can still enjoy those things just not all the time. I think mm-hmm. that's the goal. So maybe just start cutting back on some yeah. of the things that you know are unhealthy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. You know, you start incrementally, you start with one thing and then you build on that. And then as you do that, you really, you do still experience the the benefits of it. And then it just, it just gets better and better. And then the cool thing about that is, you know, you don't end up with this deprivation kind of thing. It's more like you just start transitioning and then you at your body actually starts to enjoy being fed that way. And weirdly you start to crave the good stuff over the bad stuff. It's, it's true. (laughs) All right. I'll give it a try. (laughs) (laughs) After I have that birthday cake tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So any closing thoughts? Um, I would just tell people, don't wait to feel amazing. You really don't have mm-hmm. to wait. Don't wait until the doctor says, hey, you know, you got to lose like 20 pounds or we're going to add another medication to your list of medications. You really don't have to wait. I think it's the best kept secret that, you know, by making these changes, even incrementally, but actually building on them. It's the best kept secret that you're going you're going to feel better than you ever thought you could. You'll feel like you'll have energy. I have clients who I help them make those transitions and you know it alleviates arthritis pain. Mm. Um I have people who lose weight naturally without having to diet and regain it back. I have people who have this kind of energy and their confidence goes through the roof. And and to be honest with you a lot of people that I work with they're some are close to my age, some are a little bit younger, but you know, I tell people, don't wait, don't wait to feel amazing. Don't wait to really enjoy the life that you have because you you're saddled with, you know, some kind of chronic illness that drains you. You can be proactive and make some really positive changes to your health and your situation and it's really in your power. It all it has to do is starts with one little choice and you build on it with another choice and you build on another choice. And then the next thing you know, you're there. So that's what I would tell people. All right. So Giant Builders, you are amazing and you have no reason why you should not feel amazing. So I'm going to put her contact information below so you can meet with Barb and find out what you need to do. So Thank you so much. I appreciate the information and your energy is amazing. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, hopefully um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to offer your, your listeners a gift. So if you'd like to download my, um, my five things I wish I had known before I was diagnosed with breast cancer. um, I'm sure you'll be leaving the link below, but you could just go to W. Yeah, www.goodnaturewellness.com slash five things freebie. So I'd be happy for you to have that. So 
Well, thank you so much. All right, Giant Builders, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.